May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, God our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. Today's Gospel always makes me think of our Franciscan sister Veronica, who may, rest, may she rest in peace. She's been dead for a number of decades now, but when I was a young sister, the story used to go around about the Sunday that she stood up to read the Gospel in the community's chapel. She uh, was a woman who was born of English parents but in India and was, had a fascinating take on life. One of her characteristics was that she was prone to spoonerisms. As you know, you know what a spoonerism is, it's when you mix up the first letter on words. And uh, there were many stories about her spoonerisms. But on this day, she stood up and she started to read that wild John the Baptist thing and she said, You, vipers, you, instead of saying, You, vipers, groom, she said, You, boomers, bride. <laughs> and I love that on Gaudete Sunday, the Sunday that we remember with joy what we are about as Christ's followers. We have both that stern challenge in which John the Baptist calls out the snakiness of people who have come to him seeking life. And Sister Veronica's kind of uh, funny version of it over the top. Are we all Vupa's brides here today? <laughs> it's the second week in which we've had stories from John the Baptist, and he's a, a fairly severe character. But the reason for his severity is because of his passion for the gospel, his compassion, his passion for following God's way. And uh, those Vupa's brides who've come out into the wilderness to see what he was about. They were captured by something in him. Often when we think of joy, we think of it as being something that happens when everything's all good and right with our world. But that wasn't the case for these people. They were going out to listen to him because he was speaking the truth to them and challenging, challenging their way of life, challenging what and who they were in relationship with. And when he calls them to repentance, they say, well, what should we do? And he brings it down into the very ordinariness of daily life. He doesn't require them to do some grand gesture or go on a quest. He asks them to attend to their very life. And so to the people who are in front of them, he says, if you've got two tunics, give one of them away. Now this is the kind of going through the wardrobe at the end of winter to decide what you'll get rid of in order to be able to fit in your new summer wardrobe. This is, people often only had one tunic. And they might have two. And if they had two, perhaps they might put the new one on when they were washing the old one, or when it was really cold, they'd put on the extra tunic. But there were some people who didn't have any tunic. And so John is saying to them, if you've got to, even though it's very useful having a second one, give that one away to those who have none. So I wonder what there is in our lives that we could do without, even though they're very nice to have. What do we have, not just in terms of clothing, 
but time and energy that we might be willing to give, even though we'd like to save it up for ourselves when we see someone who has a need. And then he went on and said to the tax collectors, you tax collectors, I'm not going to tell you to stop collecting taxes, that's your job. But when you do collect taxes, don't take more than is your due. Because as we know, while some tax collectors took a little bit extra, which was their pay, some took a lot extra. And they became very wealthy. And so he's saying to them, think about the people who you are taking the taxes from. And do your job with integrity. Take what is your due, but no more. And then he speaks to the soldiers amongst them, who no doubt were not Jews, but even they have come to hear what John is saying. And he says to them, don't make use of the power and authority that you have to exploit the people who you're with. Do what is your duty, and that is all. Think about what it means to be doing your job in this situation. Think about who the people are who are around you. And do what is right. So how might we translate those instructions to those ordinary people who have come to John in our lives? What might we be being asked to give to those who need? What might we be, be being asked to do in terms of our relating to those who we have responsibility over? How is our relationship with the people amongst whom we live? And how could it be better? What is our relationship with God therefore like? Because as John tells us in the letter, first letter of John, we cannot love God if we do not love our brothers and sisters who we do see. And on this day, Gaudete Sunday, the day when we light the pink candle and celebrate the joy that that symbolises, we think about what it is that truly brings joy, which is to know whose we are, to whom we belong, and to grow those relationships, deep-rooted relationships. And sometimes that means we need to be ready to clear stuff out. Yesterday I went with a friend to the tip. We were getting rid of a whole lot of bits and bobs that were rusty and old and broken. And as we threw them over the edge into the transfer station, I wondered what would happen to those things. Will there be someone who comes along and has a use for that piece of metal or that piece of wood? Is there a way that these things might be repurposed? You see, when God asks us during this reflective time of Advent to clear out all of those things that are hindrances to living God's way, sometimes it's not about throwing things away. Because really, there is no such place as a way. Whenever we cast things out, they go somewhere and have some effect on the rest of the world. So sometimes what God asks us to do is to allow God to take those things, those things that we do and that we say or that we fail to do, that get in the way of us living God's way of life. 
to give them back to God so that God can repurpose them for us and for our world. Sometimes the things that we have to let go of in order to have the kind of joy that we celebrate today are the hardest things to let go of. The things that we imagine that we have to hold tightly to for our own security. And yet, God calls us to release our tightened held fists and hold those things with open hands. So that if they are more useful for someone else, they may be taken and used. Or if it's something that we are finding difficult within ourselves and we don't want anyone to know about, allow God to take those things and reshape them because sometimes the things we are most ashamed of in ourselves are simply a coin flip away from being a virtue. With the healing presence of the Holy One, we might be able to be part of a new kind of world. Today, we celebrate joy. And we look forward to the one who is to come. On this day, we are given a kind of rest in the middle of Advent, just as in Lent we're given a rest on their tires and their partway through Lent. A time to look back and see what we've reflected on in the first two weeks, a time to look forward into the next two weeks that bring us to the birth of the Holy One. A time to recognise that we are invited to be deeply rooted in the loving presence of God and ready to be challenged and changed day by day in that deeply rootedness. So I'm going to play an old carol, newly um, imagined, well not quite so newly really, because this is, um, I don't know, does anybody here know the group Steel Eyes Fan? A few people, yeah, nobody had their hand up at that clock. <laughs> um, I met Maddie Pryor from Steel Eyes Fan um, at an event at Hillfield, which is where the um, Franciscan Brothers of England have a, a friary. They run a number of camps in the summertime, and she and her family came to one of those camps. And we had lots of fun singing together, and then when she came next, and then they came next to sing in Auckland, we got to go along and hang out with them all. Well, this is one of the old carols that they kind of resurrected, which is named for this day, Gaudete Sunday. And the words are all in Latin, so I don't expect that many of you will be able to follow all of them. And I apologise to the people who are out there in Facebook land because sometimes when we pray, play recorded music, it gets a bit kind of mushed up because Facebook doesn't trust that we have the copyright for it. But the words go something like this. Rejoice, rejoice, Christ is born of the Virgin Mary. Christ is coming. A time of grace has come. What we have wished for. Songs of joy. Let us get back faithfully. God has become human with nature marveling, and the world has been renewed by the coming of Christ. Therefore, let us all sing with brightness and bless our God. So I invite you as you listen to this and to the, it's kind of got a, a little sense of the medieval almost about it. Imagine dancing, even if it's just inside. <laughs> as we allow the coming one to be present to us 
and to change us in our actions today to be ready for the coming of the Holy One on the Feast of the Incarnation in two weeks' time. And as we look for that day when all of creation is completed and Christ comes. Excuse the noise of the technology. Battery, 40%. Connected to Teams iPhone. Here Now and forever. 